The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it was was supposed to be the Sixers! All I heard in this lead-up to the Celtics and the Sixers was all about Philadelphia. Now listen, the the first game, they just sucked. That was was a cup of jello for the Celtics in Game 1 of the Conference Finals in the East, and it was a much... More interesting game, too. The Philadelphia 76ers, the darlings of the media elite that cover the NBA, celebrating, romancing all of these ill-begotten gains of the 76ers through nefarious ways, the, the shady activity of the Sixers. But let's focus in on game two. Let's focus. Did you watch it? Did you check it out? Early on, the Sixers jumped all over. <laughs> 
Boston. And I was getting those annoying, wretched people from the Delaware Valley. You know what I'm talking about. Those undomesticated animals from Philadelphia that were, were starting to, to do a little victory lap in the, the first quarter because they were jumping all over the Celtics. And J.J. Redick looked like Steph Curry in the beginning of that game, knocking down money balls. Man, he looked good. J.J. Redick. I say he looks good, but the, you know, a little too much on the tattoos. A couple less. You know, went a little too far on that. Uh, but Reddick looked amazing. Robert Covington, I don't even know who that is. Uh, he played well. And it turned out that that was unsustainable. Unsustainable, because if you did watch, you, you know what happened. Maybe you didn't watch, though. The Celtics went full turbo time is what they did. They went turbo time, and they slayed Trust the Process 108 to 103 was the final. So Boston now leading the Eastern Conference semifinals two games to none, despite being at a clear talent deficiency. At least that's what we were told by those that are supposed to know. And so they'll have another game in Philadelphia Saturday evening time. But but let's discuss. And the, the story here, is it the Sixers choke or the Celtics comeback? Now, the better story is, as you know, is in the losing locker room. And the Philadelphia 76ers, whee, man, uh, the, uh, the, even the Heimlich maneuver could not save the 76ers. My thoughts on this, you've got the fighting spirit completely useless, and you have the acid test as well. You've got all of those things in play. We'll tie them all together. Number one, the fact that Philadelphia was able to smother the Celtics early in this game, and they did it without the headliners, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, leading the way. Those guys were an afterthought in the beginning of the game. Embiid got a bunch of rebounds, but he wasn't doing much on offense. And it was the supporting actors for the Philadelphia 76ers that were getting the job done. I mentioned uh, J.J. Redick, Robert Covington, two of them, that were playing like gladiators. They were playing outside their pay grade for the first 16 minutes or so. And then... All of a sudden, there's this radical transformation that takes place. The Celtics were down by 22 points with 6 minutes and 41 seconds to go in the second quarter. And voila, abracadabra, choke on the process. The Sixers went from a 22-point lead, and they got outscored by 30. In the next stretch of minutes, it was 50-20 to advantage Celtics, the next 70 points that would be scored. And Boston ended up going up by eight points at that moment. So what turned the game around? What turned the game around? You could see the Celtics blossom in front of your eyes there. What was it? Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. What was the key there? What was the secret? What was the magic potion? That was a win that was largely attributed to the unbelievable effort of our players and the other 18,000 people in here because it was um, that was one of those deals we needed everybody um, engaged in the game, and it was a special environment. And the end of the first half gave us a chance. Yeah. So the people see the Celtic fan was throwing stuff. That's what they, they were. They were throwing insults, is what they were doing. Now I did a, a little moonlight gig uh, before I came in here uh, on local radio in Boston, and I was trying to find. I had a couple people call me up that were at the game, but I didn't get anybody who could tell me what was being said to Kevin Hart. 
because there was this back and forth between Kevin Hart, who looked like, again, he had been hitting the liquor aisle at the uh, arena there in Boston. He, he was enjoying himself there. I'm was, a doctor. He was feeling no pain is, is, is what he was doing. And so I was trying to figure out, like, I wanted to know what was being said. You know, I wanted to know what was the back and forth on that. Uh, I still have not heard yet because he kept turning around. Like, every time there was a basket, he would turn around. I want to know what they were saying to him and what he was saying to them. I want to know, but I, I don't know. Uh, so listen, the Celtics clearly in-game adjustments. Brad Stevens, he was able to find the vaccine. Do I think it was because of the crowd? No, uh, I don't. Uh, but it was a combo of things. Right, The Sixers started sucking. Uh, the guys that were dominating, the, they lost their confidence because they stopped making shots. And the, the players defensively for the Celtics executed perfectly, uh, showing a, a great fighting spirit. Right, showing a great fight. Terry Rozier and several others got off to miserable starts in this game, uh, horrific, and, and then they just uh, flipped the old switch there, and they were on uh, their way. In fact, let's hear from uh, from Terry Rozier, who I think was like 0 for 5 at the beginning of the game here. And uh, let's see, is he going to go into the sports cliche bag, or is Terry Rozier going to give us something different on how the Celtics were able to come back? Let's find out. You know, once we we got on that run, we never looked back. Coach was saying, whoever bring the fight to one another's going, and whoever the tougher team is going to win. And they definitely punched us in the mouth at the beginning of the game, and we just had to bounce back and, and, and get things together. So, in other words, Terry Rozier is pointing out that the Sixers are the pussy willows here, and that the Celtics are the tougher team because they won. That it's it's like a boxer that wins the early rounds. Oh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an analogy. It's like uh, if you watch that sham between McGregor and Mayweather where Mayweather just sandbagged the first few rounds of the fight and just stood there and you know, tapped around a little bit and let Mayweather do what he wanted. And, and then at, at a certain point, Mayweather's like, okay, all right, now I'm bored with this. And like, I think it was like the ninth round. He's like, okay, this is over. And once Mayweather decided it's over, it was over. And, and that, was, uh, that was game, set, and match for uh, Conor McGregor. The greatest cart thrower of all time, though, right? Dolly thrower? I mean, no, whatever happened with that? Is, is there a court date? When's Conor McGregor? All right. I don't want to get sidetracked. All right. Uh, here's more. Now, the, the Celtic fans also were just just great with uh, Jason Tatum. They are giving uh, Tatum a you know, rookie chance and all that. And, of course, needling Ben Simmons. Did that? Is that why Ben Simmons sucked? Uh, Tatum was asked about that. Let's, let's hear uh, Tatum address that. Jason, just curious what you thought about the, uh, the he's a rookie chance out there from the crowd tonight. Uh... I am a rookie, uh, yeah, well, what do you but say? No, I, we got the best fans. Uh, they support us, uh, so oh, appreciate it. It's all about the fans. As I point out, if Jason Tatum was wearing a Minnesota Timberwolves uniform, he would be talking about how great the Twin City fans are. It's uh, it's no different. It's the sports version of a comedian. You know, it's oh man, it's so great to be here in Detroit, and then the next night you're in Cleveland. Man, I love Cleveland. Let me tell you something about Cleveland. And then you move on to Pittsburgh. Man, is Pittsburgh a great town? I'm so glad I'm not in Cleveland anymore. That's how it works, right? It's the same, the same cadence, the same drill. All right. The second thing here, what this game really is, is an indictment on the Sixers. They expected the Celtics to roll over and die like Toronto, right? That's, or maybe a better example would be the Miami Heat. Remember, Philadelphia, they went on these runs in, in the opening series against Miami. Usually they were late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and the Heat were so gutless at that point that they just had no fight in them. They didn't have the fighting spirit, and so then the Sixers would strut around like a peacock. Unfortunately, it didn't happen here, mainly because of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but mostly Ben Simmons. 
mean, when, when the fact that you did not play in the game, I assume you didn't play in the game, and you only had one less point than Ben Simmons. I mean, that is uh, that is an indictment, is what that is of Ben Simmons. If you talk about a bad actor, that was one of the historically horrific performances. He played thirty-one minutes, and to say he was inefficient would be incorrect about inefficient, right? That was an understatement situation. He got benched at one point for T.J. McConnell. T.J. McConnell came in instead of the man, Ben Simmons. And and McConnell played with more enthusiasm. He played with more energy uh, than, than Ben Simmons did. It was insane. And, and I looked it up, and according to basketball reference, that performance by Ben Simmons is the 17th worst it's among the 17 worst in NBA playoff history for a starting guard to play 30-plus minutes and score one point or less. It's only happened. That's the 17th time in NBA postseason that it's been that bad. Ben Simmons, defend yourself, you gutless wonder. Defend yourself. I think it was mainly what I did to myself. Mentally, I was thinking too much, overthinking the plays, and it wasn't just, wasn't just out there flowing and playing the way I play, uh, which is free. And I think, you know, obviously they have a game plan. I know what that game plan is. I got to play my game. Yeah, he was completely useless. He was completely useless while he was out there. The Sixers were outscored by 23 points with Ben Simmons on the court. Now, the the last thing here, the the ultimate acid test for the Celtics is going to be in Philadelphia. They played very well at home. They're 6-0 at home, the Celtics are. They have not won a game yet on the road. They played three road games against Milwaukee. They lost all three. And Terry Rozier, who's looked so good at home for the Celtics, has shot 27% in those three games in Milwaukee. And so you, if, you know, if that continues, right, then, then this series will be tied up after four games and it'll be a seven-game series. Uh, but if the Celtics can win one game in Philadelphia, then uh, trust the process uh, does officially become gag on the process. You got to be concerned, Joel Embiid. You got Joel Embiid. I know you like to strut around. You're a tough guy, but you got to be a little worried. You got to be. We know why we got to correct. We got to be better defensively. Uh, offensively, we just got to keep moving the ball and uh, do our thing. So we know what we got to do. Honestly, um, I'm not I'm not too scared. That's a lie. That's a lie. Cookies! He expected that's not full Cookie Monster. You want Cookie Monster? That's the Kemba Mutombo. That's Cookie Monster. Joel Embiid, not quite. Uh, but they're not going to publicly say that. You got to have machismo and all that. You got to have machismo. But good luck. Uh, good luck to the Sixers. I think all of America is with me. We all want the Sixers to lose. It's good for sports if the Philadelphia 76ers lose. It is. <laughs> We all celebrate the gods of sports will be a smiling when those a-holes from Philadelphia lose and that I don't have to hear anymore about trust the process and all this nonsense, but it's just fraud. If they think about this though, if the Sixers lose to the Celtics who don't have a headliner, right? They don't have their top two players. It's on the scale of embarrassment. That's like a nine plus for Philadelphia, considering all the, the, the buildup for the Sixers. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, who's right over there. How does he only shoot the ball four times? Uh, it was it was in his head. 
It was in his head. How? I mean, he had the yips. Just like that, huh? <laughs> I mean, I know he's a quote unquote rookie, uh, yeah. but at this point, I mean, uh, yeah, that's shocking. I mean, one point is is crazy enough, but oh, you only shoot four it's times. It's embarrassment. Does he get paid for that? Does he? I'm pretty sure he does. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty he sure he does. That. Is that right? Wow, that's uh, that is quite the performance. That is uh, stunningly bad. Hey, speaking of stunningly bad, so I, I get yes. a, I get a message from from Blind Scott. <laughs> All right, now he's he's in Twitter timeout. Blind Still, Scott. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long does that last? I think it ends today. I think it ends no, today. So I'd like to bad. warn all our listeners, all our P1s. Get on the Twitter. Yeah. So, but he, it's weird. He says he's banned from sending tweets, but he can send direct messages. I should have followed Coop's lead and stopped uh, following Blind Scott, but I didn't do that. And so I'm getting heckled by Blind Scott on direct message. He says that I dress like a bum. <laughs> How. Would he know? Yeah. Well, that's that was my question. Or does I guess it doesn't matter. Well, no, 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 no. It does matter. Okay, it does matter. It matters to me. Well, I mean, he's going to insult right? you. Uh, he's insulting my appearance. Yeah. Right, Eddie. Uh, I want to see exactly what he said here because I I was sleeping when he sent these. Uh, Boy, what a treat that is to wake up to all that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's pretty amazing that he could continue to troll people on direct message. Yeah, yeah, he's trolling me. <laughs> He, uh, he blind Scott says that you uh, you look like you dress down compared to other celebrities in in photos, is what he said, right? And so I said, what was what, what he says to me? Blind Scott, this is Blind Scott, right? One, my, one of my core guys, right? Everyone hates him. I like him for some reason. Blind Scott then gives me a lecture about how AJ, remember AJ, right? You know AJ, the guy he calls every once in a while. Uh, he's on Twitter a lot. That AJ told him. That I dress like a bum. So now I've got I've got two guys, right? I got two I got AJ and Blind Scott who are talking about me while I'm sleeping that I dress like a bum and they're this is just very nice. Now as I point out, Eddie, I, I dress appropriate for the role. Like I'm doing overnight radio. That's I, right. I dress for overnight radio. You're this like is the, one of the perks of yeah. overnight radio. You're the Bill Belichick of the That's, network here. When, right. I, when I go out and I cover a game or something like that, I wear my, as you call them, Eddie, my church clothes. Right, I wear right. nicer clothes. Uh, and if I do a daytime shift, uh, you get paid more during the day. You can afford better clothes. So you work, you, you know, it depends on what shift you work in radio. I remember when, uh, when I, Deb Carson first started here. Huh. And Deb, when she started, she worked on my the weekend overnight show. And she came in here all looking just. I mean, she's, she always looks good, but she looks beautiful, right? She still does. No, no, ben. no, no. Hold on a second. She was all dolled up. She looked beautiful, right? And I was like, my God, Deb. I said, you're doing overnight radio. Come in in your pajamas. Say, all right, uh, stop. But yeah, she. So but she. She did a little bit, but yeah, you're right. She. She loves to, uh, you know, look for the you know, dress and that's for the fine. job. If that's what you like, you're into fine, it. But, but uh, for not. slobs like you and me, I mean, this is a perk of uh, the overnight. We exactly. Come in here with the hoodie. The yeah. shorts, flip flops, if we want. I yeah. mean, yeah. we're all going to die sooner because we're working overnight. This is our. We, uh, we don't get paid as much, right? Yeah. We, you know, we we sleep during the day when the sun's up. It's a problem. So these are all issues we have. But the the benefit, yeah, the clothing. So thanks to Blind Scott and AJ for your fine critique of my uh, outfit. How many pictures are there me of uh, with me with celebrities? By the way, there's none. All right? There's no none of that. Okay, I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, as a food coming, Coop, is there any food? You sent some some cryptic text messages about food, and then you stopped responding. 
I don't think they were very cryptic. Answer the question, please. Yeah, I mean, I cut back a little bit on my eating because I was assuming there'd be something coming. I, I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm you not know. That's not All the right. answer we wanted to hear. That's, uh, that's what I was uh, hoping that was not the case, but uh, that's, what, uh, that's what's there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And so we're back at it again. Now, for 24 minutes, if you watch the early NBA game, which was a much earlier start than normal. It's They moved that up because it's Toronto, so they wanted to get that game over with as quickly as they possibly could. Uh, but for 24 minutes, the Raptors had a two-point lead in game two against Cleveland. And then they went into the locker room at halftime. Uh, they had orange slices. They watched some cartoons, and that was it. Uh, they didn't show up in the second half. They decided to phone it in. In the second half. Now, if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. But maybe you didn't because it was on at an odd time, not a time the games are usually on. LeBron James had a stat line for the ages, which he seemingly has every game when he plays against the Toronto Raptors because they're the junior varsity of the NBA. Uh, LeBron had 43 points, 14 assists, 8 rebounds leading the way. And Kevin Love woke up from hibernation. This does not discount his pathetic play of late for Cleveland. But in this particular game, he had 31 points and 11 rebounds. And the Cavs hand the Raptors a 18-point defeat on their home court, a soul-crushing defeat. So let's talk about this. Now, Cleveland outscored Toronto by not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not 20 points in the second half. The Cavaliers shot. Essentially 60%, 59.5% from the floor, and the most eye-opening stat of them all, the Cavaliers committed just three turnovers in 48 minutes of basketball, plausibly with Toronto somewhat attempting to play defense, unless they did. All right, so here's the question. I feel like it's deja vu. Right? We talked about game one and the, the impending doom of that particular game for Toronto. The question is this. Does the performance of the Cavaliers, does it say more about the Cavaliers or does it say more about the Toronto Raptors? And again, I am going to go with the Raptors as the answer here. That's the story. That's the story. My perspective on this, you've got the ambushed, spooked, and the defeatist. And we'll link all those things together. Now, A, LeBron James was brilliant, right? This was yet another Mona Lisa-type performance. The stat geeks are aroused. They're so excited. The, the fanboys that slobber all over LeBron James, oh, they love it. Man, this is like porn for them. When LeBron puts up 43 points, 14 assists, and 8 rebounds, it is essentially internet porn for the stat geeks. They can't get enough of it. right? And he was wonderful, right? He was wonderful. It was also predictable, right? That was made possible with a grant from the basketball malpractice being conducted by that Canadian outfit in the NBA. The Raptor players were physically in the gym. I saw them on my television. Right, They were in the gym, but they had mentally checked out. They had. That was a lifeless performance on defense in the second half and really even the first half. I don't think they played defense the entire game. Now, Kevin Love and LeBron James were able to ambush 
the Raptors in the second half. Toronto was disemboweled for all to see on the TV, the boob tube right there. It was a depressing situation for the Raptors, but I'm not a Raptor fan. I got no skin in the game, and those guys, the Raptors on defense in particular, you're talking about mailing it in. Woo! Talk about, man, totally inefficient on the defensive side. Toronto was going through the motions. It is an indictment in a professional basketball setting. If you're trying to play defense, if you're giving an honest effort, and you're not chop liver, and Toronto was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. The Cleveland Cavaliers had three turnovers in 48 minutes. I'd fire Dwayne Casey right now. I would fire him. I'd, I'd unload everybody. At this point, I, I'd have, if I owned the team, I'd have a meltdown. Totally inefficient. Going through the motions. It's an indictment is what it is. Now, the second part of this, uh, again, having no dog in the fight, as my old buddy Michael Vick would say, uh, you could tell by looking on the faces of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, the Cavaliers, there was a certain point where they knew, and that was probably the start of the game, but they were not going to hold on to that, that small lead they had. That was inevitable. The Cavaliers were going to come back. That was a given. Even when the Raptors had the lead early on, it, you were waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like watching good drama, but predictable drama, where you know the plot and you know the story, and you still watch it, but you know what's going to happen. You know the plot twist. That's what's happening with Toronto and Cleveland. It's very similar around the holidays when you – you know, you're you're say you're like in your forties and you play basketball with an eight year old. And you might let the eight year old make a couple of baskets and feel good about themselves early on. You're like, Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good. Good job, little Johnny. Way to go. And then at some point you're like, I'm the grown up here. Time to throw it down. Time to teach Johnny a lesson about what it's like to be a grown up. And uh, that's what happens. And so the same thing happened here. It, it's the Toronto Raptors were spooked. Right Now, are they mentally weak? Sure, I think that's been established that they're mentally weak. When Cleveland finally decided to go turbo time in the third quarter, the Raptors were helpless. They, they were uninterested in stopping LeBron James and friends. And I, I keep flashing back to that soundbite. That was a disgraceful performance by the lads from Canada. They were seeing ghosts. Well, actually, one ghost. The ghost of LeBron James. Is haunting you. Uh, man, check this out. The last eight games. Now, t- LeBron, in the last eight playoff games he's played against Toronto, he's won all eight. He's averaged over 33 points, over eight rebounds, almost nine, almost eight assists, shooting 56% from the floor, 41% from the three-point line. It's insane. It's, it's insanity is what that is. It's ridiculous. All right, let's hear from some of the key participants. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar, DeMar, you have to be so proud of your Raptors. You know, this is different this year. It's not going to be the same old Toronto Raptors. Yeah, let me go back. Remember that coach in Miami, Eric Spolster, years ago? 
There was a soundbite we played all the time. Wouldn't have it any other way. Let me ask you the question, DeMar DeRozan. You wouldn't have it any other way, would you? You love being down two games to love and trailing and having a home court advantage go to Cleveland. You love this, don't you, DeMar DeRozan? We thrive off adversity. Yes, Every you do. Every single guy on this team, we thrive off That's adversity. Right. We, we've been in tough situations before, and, you know, sometimes when you put, put in a tough situation, that's what brings the best out of you. And that's what point we're at now. You know, we understand where we're at, and we're going to fight. Yeah, you just wait till you lose two more games. Then the really good stuff, the cream of the crop, will come out of Toronto. Man, that'll be good. <laughs> It, it reminds me of Eric Spolster, the Heat coach, because uh, the Heat lost a closeout game in Miami, and they had to go back to Dallas in the NBA Finals. And Eric Spolstra, seven or eight times in his news conference, said, wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it any other way. And, of course, they went out and lost to the Mavericks in the NBA. Wouldn't have it any other there way. There it is right there. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Pinocchio. Uh, let's hear from Dwayne Casey, the embattled coach of the Toronto Raptors. And Coach Casey, man, you got to really be proud of your club, don't you? That's not us. What? The way we played tonight was not us. Uh, yeah, we were, you know, had a hangover from the other night. But, again, this is the <laughs> NBA semifinals. You know, we can't come out the third quarter and give up an 18-5 run. You did. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, all right, now, one thing about sports fans, especially Canadians. Right, let me tell you about my brothers and sisters in Canada. Right, they have a lot of empathy. Uh, they will – they got your back. They, you know what they want? They want to bring you up. They don't want to bring you down. Is that correct, Coach Casey? Is that accurate? Is that the correct statement to make? That's not us. The no. way, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. So the only thing you can do is come out and play for pride and prove the fact pride. that we're a better team than <laughs> we, we showed tonight. That's right. not us. That's a good drop. Yeah, we should save that. That's put that in the system. Um, that's that's a keeper. That is a keeper. That's not us. See, the negative is you lost. The positive is you've now been in our little ring of honor. You've made a drop, and that you know we, we the uh, Spolster drops from what what is that six years ago probably something like that. So maybe more than that. Maybe seven years ago. I forget. But uh, we'll we'll put Dwayne Casey in our system. And we'll have some fun. <laughs> so in those, wouldn't have it any other way. That's right. That's not us. Oh, sure it is. Uh, so in those two drops, he said, A, that the Raptors were hungover, and B, that's not us. So that's uh, okay. Uh, last is <laughs> great. Now, the, the parting shot on this, watching the Raptors pull a Houdini act, I keep hearing the voice of DeMar DeRozan in my head, the famous quote from last season. When DeRozan, after the Cavaliers, then swept the Raptors in 2017, and he said, if we had LeBron on our team, we would have won. In one sentence, that to this day sums up the mindset of Toronto's locker room to a T. A defeatist attitude. It's, it's like playing the Cavaliers in the fifth ring of hell when they see LeBron walk out on the court. And the, the thing that's the most annoying to true basketball purists like myself and you is that this is a very vulnerable Cleveland team. This is a Cleveland team that's going to lose in the conference finals to the Boston Celtics. They're going down, right? And this is – you saw what the Pacers did with a little bit of grit. If Toronto had the guts, the backbone of the Indiana Pacers with the talent they had, they have, they would win. They, they don't. They're gutless. They're spineless. Is what they are. It's pathetic.
All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. We have a great feast here, Eddie, so we need to thank someone for our delicious feast. I agree. I don't know who it is, but we should definitely thank that person. Oh, Coop didn't tell you who No, it was. he did not. Meathead, right? Yes, that is correct. Meathead Mike. Meathead Mike hooked us up. Thank you, Meathead Mike. You're very kind. We're starving overnight talk show hosts, so we need we need food. Thank we you very much. You're very kind. You're a gentleman and a scholar is what you are. Much appreciated. So thank you. The show's going to be much better now because of yes, this. Yes, I'm in a much better mood. There's no laughing. There's no uh, evil laugh. There's none of that. Uh, because now... <laughs> that's edited audio. Again, Danny, you, uh, you use your... How in the world could I edit something to create something that never happened? How is that possible? That is why you are so good. Wow. You are so talented as an editor. The only time I get a compliment from you, and it's you are, imaginary. No, no, it's a <laughs> real compliment. Oh, look, see that? Danny, oh, see no, that? Danny no, wants compliments. I do He's not. fishing for compliments. You see that? He's ben, demanding compliments. Ben, it was a joke. The same way uh, you're no, a joke with the laughter. I don't think it, that was not that was not that was that was not me. It didn't sound anything like me. I don't sound like that when I laugh. I don't. None at all there. Anyway, uh, if you want to be part eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine, you can be part of the the festivities here. So, so did Drake have anything to say? Uh... After this game, or would he just sit there and uh, keep his mouth shut this time? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, the, I don't. The recall. camera closed in on him. He had a very sad, emotional look on his face. <laughs> he did. It looked like he yeah. was going to write three ballads. So what's the move here? Because Drake's an ambassador with the Raptors. So what's the move? Because they're going to lose. So what's what's his next play here? Where does Drake go? Does he stay quiet? Does he tweet out, "I love the Golden State Warriors again"? Like. What's his move here? You're Drake, and your team's embarrassing you, and they're humiliating you. Like, where do you go from here? Because you still are on the payroll of the Raptors. Like, what? What's your move here? Your uh, he's he's, he's going to be done for the season. You think? He'll unfortunately, just, he'll, he'll put his tail between. He's going to have to because yeah. the, the Raptors just went too deep into the playoffs. But it's only the second round. Right? I know, it's only but second round. Yeah, but you know, you, you can only adopt a fake favorite team. If your team didn't qualify for the playoffs, he he didn't have that opportunity. I disagree. I'll tell you why. All right, he's a celebrity. The rules are different. Right? Remember remember that uh, thing on social media a couple years ago? They Justin Bieber wearing all the different outfits and all that. Actually, they, they've done it more recently with Meek Mill, right? And Meek Mill was like pulling for the Miami Heat. Yeah, and all but that Drake and... has never done this when it comes to NBA teams. He's done this with different sports. That's huh. the difference. No, but he, he, he likes he say to, he likes the, the Warriors, though? He was like, no. He did. He, was he, like, he tries to claim Toronto so hard. No, but he was like, hey, he liked. No, last now, year. Now, if you're talking like picked, a college basketball team and they're about to nah, win a championship game, what? he's all over that. Nah, I remember Dwe- Drake, uh, or Drake, or whatever I said. Uh, I remember him, like, pumping up the Golden State Warriors. I swear he did that. Was it two years ago? I, I, he did. I remember it. Oh, he he might have. I don't remember that, but. I'm, no. I don't know. How can you sit there so hard for the Raptors that you're starting a fight with someone on the other team and yeah. then suddenly scurry to another team? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. How great is it, too, that the NBA pulled the fan code of conduct out of their tuchus? Uh, Do you see that? They, they, they told the Raptors' global ambassador to uh, zip it, and they cited the fan code of conduct 
to create a safe, comfortable, and enjoyable sports and entertainment experience. <laughs> what percentage? This is a good question. Now, I've been to a, a number of NBA games, not as much recently, but over the years. Like, what percentage of people that go to NBA games are even aware of the fan code of conduct? And of those that are aware of the fan code of conduct, what percentage of those people have actually read the fan code of conduct? I'm going to go uh, less than 1%. How about that? Less than 1%. I, I wouldn't disagree with uh, that. Yeah. If I'm the NBA, I'm encouraging Drake. Uh, this is wonderful for the NBA. This is great. This guy's a uh, well-known and uh, celebrity, and he's that into it. I'm all about it. Anyway, Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to it right now. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we say hello to the Coop Deloop. All right, Ilo. Let's get to it. Ilo? Yes. Wow. It's offensive. Well, I mean. What was that for? <laughs> You're, woo! Woo! Oh, one, up, one update, Ilo? What do you want me to do? All right, come on. <laughs> come on with you. Uh, Brown, he's, he's sleeping anyway. Yeah. Brown's GM John Dorsey said he hopes that the team doesn't have to appear on hard knocks this season. Yeah. Ben, would a Brown's hard knocks interest you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I, I admit this is one of my weaknesses. I'm a sucker for the hard knocks brand. I like it. Uh, the storytellers at NFL Films can make even the most futile team look compelling. And it's the same formula. Like, we know what's going to happen. If the Browns are the team, they follow the same formula every year. You follow around a veteran player trying to extend his career, likely Tyrod Taylor this year, trying to hold off a hotshot rookie. Or they could go with Carlos Hyde, the running back, trying to reestablish himself. Uh, then you follow around a rookie, but a rookie who's not a high draft pick but hopefully has a smoking hot girlfriend or wife, right? And then the, you got to follow the girlfriend. Maybe she, maybe she has a kid or something like that. She's trying to move the family. So you've got to have that, right? So the storylines are the same. You just the, the personalities change. And then secondly, Hugh Jackson. You got to have a coach that's a good BS artist. Hugh Jackson's good. I, I mean, he's got a little uh, Rex Ryan in him. He's much more like Rex Ryan than he is Jeff Fisher. He's got the gift for gab, so I like that. The Baker Mayfield thing, they could do that. How about Josh Gordon trying to stay off the, the, the drugs, man? You could follow him around. There's a lot of meat on the bone in Cleveland if they embrace it. So, yeah, I'm all in. All right, next. I'm not going 7-9. and nine. I'm not going to settle for that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Reports surfaced on Tuesday that Lamar Jackson will have a role in the Ravens' offense, quote, immediately. Ben, yeah. what kind of packages do you expect to see Jackson in? All right, I got this. Number one, starting quarterback. How about that? I know this is going to rub you championship defender league people the wrong way. Joe Flacco, not only is he a quarterback, he stinks. It's great that he won the Super Bowl. Bring him back on the 20th anniversary. He made a deal with the devil. How many bad seasons does Flacco have to have before you cut the umbilical cord? You move on. And number two, uh, you don't have to be Bill Belichick to, to be aware. The Ravens clearly are smitten with Lamar Jackson. They traded up to get him. They should toss him into the frying pan right away. Play the guy right away. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the idea of him being like an Antoine Randall L type, I, I, don't like, I don't think that makes sense. 
So I'd play him right away as a quarterback. Joe Flacco's not good. Next. All right, Ben. Uh, Jets GM, my main man, Mike M. He said this week that well, Sam. What's his name? It's Mike M. He said this week that Sam Darnold is going to have every opportunity to earn the starting job for the upcoming season. Ben, can you see any scenario where he doesn't start for the Jets? How long have you been a Jets fan? How many years you go back? You go back a long time there? Me? Yeah. Yeah. None at all. Okay. McCagnon is the name, all right? McCagnon. Anyway, (laughs) all right. uh, There's only a couple. Listen, A, Sam Darnold. He suffers. The only way he doesn't start is if he, if he suffers from like stage fright. If he can't remember the plays, if he has so much anxiety that he has a case of the yips, he doesn't start. And then the other scenario where Darnold doesn't start is if he gets hurt, if he's injured in training camp and he, he misses an extended period of time. The, the Jets, much like with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, play Sam Darnold, right? He's got to break the curse of USC quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, they haven't done very well. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. McCagnin! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Uh, all right, it's Ben Mallard's show on Fox. Uh, weed Man Hippie. Hello, Weed Man Hippie. Is he gone? Did he hang up? Is he out of there? Hello, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love you. Make me laugh. Oh, you want to do the? Okay, we'll do the. I thought you wanted to talk. All right, we'll we'll do the jokes there. All right, all right. No, 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 put them on. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week. Who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. Jokes. These are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself. Care of the Ben Mather Show at BenMatherShow at gmail.com. We thank you for your feedback. We thank you for your participation. This is a listener-generated content portion of the show. And as we always say, if you're easily offended, you're very delicate, a sensitive little flower, that's great. But this is probably not for you. We're trying to get people to laugh and have a good time. We're doing this with the best of intentions. So if you're It's easy- not fair. I know. Give me my blankie. If you're easily offended by this kind of content, then please just turn the sound down for a few minutes. And uh, I won't tell anybody. You don't have to tell me. And then you can come back in about 20 minutes or so. We'll be good. You'll be good. Everyone will be good. Now, batting leadoff, we have Sirius Sean, who's going to bat leadoff. Hello, Sirius Sean. Hello, Ben. Hi, Weed Man. I love you, Sean. I love you, man. All right, get a room. (laughs) Hey, Weed Man, did you call Howard Stern yet? No, only Ben. Yeah, see that? Don't try to get him to call Howard Stern, you schmuck. Serious Sean, what's wrong with you? I gave him the phone number and everything. I don't care about that. He's uh, he's not allowed to call Howard Stern, or I'll put him on timeout. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't that funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me it was. Yeah, all right. Okay. Here we go. Why did the police officer go to the baseball game? Why did the police officer go to the baseball game? I don't know. Because somebody stole second base. There it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, stop. Still going. All right, put still him on going. hold. Okay, it's Big Ben's lame joke. I'll read the joke. I'll bounce it off. Eddie. Thank you, Sean. Uh, yeah, thanks, Sean. He'll bounce it back to me, and then I will give you the punchline. 
At that point, you'll hear this. If it's funny from Danny G, and if it's not funny, you'll hear this. If it could go either way, you'll hear this. Oh, stop that. Nice, please. Uh, Coop's got his offensive jokes of the week. Everyone knows their role. Weed Man will laugh. He's my my personal sound effect machine, so we'll put it. You there, uh, Weed Man? Yes, all right. Uh, here we go. Oh, right, stop. Uh, did you know that in 2017, Minnesota had to make Bartolo Colon a custom uniform because of his weight, Eddie? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it, it said, the new, the new uniform said, expecting twins. <laughs> All right, that's from Todd, the surfing comedian. Thank you for that, Todd. Very good. Uh, what do you get when, uh, when you put Blind Scott in Twitter jail? What do you get when you put Blind Scott in Twitter jail? I don't know, Ben. What do you get? A week's vacation. <laughs> That's from Just Josh. Did you hear that Weed Man was freaking out about Mercury Retrograde? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's okay now. He immediately went to the strip club and saw Venus's full moon. I don't think, I don't, I don't think you heard the... What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's from Just oh, Josh. <laughs> Why, why did Weed Man Hippie's 9-11 joke, Uh-oh. why is it like ranch dressing? Why is Weed Man Hippie's 9-11 joke like ranch dressing? I have no idea. Both are bad taste. <laughs> I busted drug dealers. I busted All right, stop. Dealers. That's from uh, George in Rochester, Minnesota. He also sent this one in. He says, Pete Rose has Nevada license plates that say Hit King. Hear about that, Oh, Eddie? no. Is that right? Yeah. Minnesota, their Hit King plate actually belongs to Adrian Peterson. So, all right, uh, very uh, Angry Bill really liked that joke. Uh, what is Coop's favorite scene in the new Avengers movie? Huh, I don't know. What is Coop's favorite scene from the new Avengers movie? When half the universe gets stoned from the infinity. <laughs> so Kurt from Earth sent that one in. Is there actual joke sent in by actual listeners? A Turkish football fan hired a crane yeah. so he could watch his favorite team. I saw it. that, yeah. Yeah, Cleveland football fans hired a gravedigger so they could watch <laughs> their favorite team. <laughs> from Gordon in Tacoma. Uh, Surgeons removed a 132-pound tumor from someone, Eddie. Oh, that's disgusting. They say the Cowboys are expected to make a full recovery. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff uh, Jeff in Austin. Well, a mystery pooper soiling a New Jersey school's track on a daily basis turned out to be the superintendent, Eddie. I saw that story. Yeah, police said this crap has got to (laughs) stop. All right. Uh, pause. We'll pause. You got anything you have a coop right now? Or are you gonna? Well, we can do it on this. Side. All right, we'll do it on this. Side. All right. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We'll get to the. We got a bunch of weed man jokes. Bunch of weed man jokes. We'll get to some of those. We we'll get the big finish. All that. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. And we'll get to the rest of it next. All right, let's get back to it. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are actual jokes from actual listeners. And again, if you're easily offended. I don't think any of these are too bad, but Coop hasn't given his offensive jokes of the week, so who knows? Let's get back to it. Here we go. A Frontier Airline employee stabbed by a co-worker inside the Philadelphia airport, Ooh, Eddie. That's not good. Police said just Eagle fans being Eagle fans is all they said after that. I don't know why they said that. Uh, that was from, uh, from Mike. Uh, Blair in Maine accidentally swallowed some food coloring, Eddie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, doctors say he'll be okay, but he's dying inside, they said. <laughs> I don't know. Mike sent that one in. Thank you, Mike. Why does Fluffy Dave bring an extra pair of socks when he golfs? Fluffy Dave, extra yeah. pair of socks. No, I, Why does he do that when he golfs? In case he gets a hole-in-one, he wants to have an extra oh. pair. Of- 
Carlos from uh, Mike, al- Mike also right sent that one. Uh, CNN reporting Swedish meatballs are actually Turkish, Eddie. Is that right? Yeah, Bartolo Colon denied the story, saying they're actually delicious. <laughs> but he said, uh, so that's uh, from, that was Mike who sent that one in as well. Coop, what do you have over there, Koopaloo? All right, well, I've got a couple for you, Ben. All uh, right. I'm do a couple in a row here. First, a, a quick one. Um, why haven't the Clippers won a championship in their 34-year uh, existence? That's too offensive. we got to dump that. <laughs> no need for that, all right? So, what was the joke again, Coop? I, no, I don't remember. Why, why haven't the Clippers won a championship in their 34-year existence? Well, I, I don't know why. According to Kanye, it's a choice. <laughs> and then this Racist. one. Racist. Now I, I want to ask you, uh, you Ben and, and Eddie. You guys, yeah. you guys know who uh, Avicii is or or was? A painter. I, oh, is that the Swedish DJ? Yes, that yeah, is that is correct. Know, yeah, played one of his songs coming back. Here. Yes. Well, uh, apparently he is though. Yeah, he's a he's a, a DJ. So All he, right. he good for him. Creates a you know produces songs. He was a DJ. Yes, and he's dead. Well, he took his own life. Oh, yeah. Apparently, bad, apparently bad though, him. he he made one last song before he passed away. <laughs> All right. All right. What, did he come back up and then die again? All right. Morons. Coop. How dare you. You break the mic? He's, he he's laughing. All he's right. Like- uh, let's get back to the, the – you want a Weed Man radio roast? We got a mini Weed Man radio roast. You yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Why is there no hunting season for Weed Man hippie? No hunting season for Weed Man. Why not? He would be too hard to clean. That's uh. Did you hear that Weed Man, Weed Man is moving to the L.A. area? Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, no. he's uh, changing his, his name to the Loser in Azusa. Or the Loser in Azusa. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. no, you're not. There's an extra no. room. Yeah, no, there's yep. not. It's Phil. There's ben, nobody there. Ben even no, has no. a sleep number no, for you. No, 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 no. Uh, how poor is Weed Man Hippie? <laughs> I don't know how poor is Weed Man. He's so poor that ducks throw bread at him. That's how poor he is. <laughs> 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 All right, those are Anthony and Anaheim. When, when isn't Weed Man's mind homeless? <laughs> I, I don't know, Ben. When, what is it? When is when is it? Weed Man's mind homeless? When it's in the gutter. That's when. It's not <laughs> 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 All right. Why why did the Weed Man fail school? Uh, I don't know. Why did Weed Man fail school? His uh, teacher didn't want to offend him by giving him homework. <laughs> that was, uh, this is going to be great. Oh, this is going to be this from, uh, great. Anthony and Anaheim. Uh, what, what, <laughs> what did Weed Man Hippie say when he oh, ran boy. into a P1 in Lowe's? Uh, P- what did Weed Man say when he ran into a P1 at Lowe's? He said, uh, Dick, I love you in Dayton right there. He's a big fan of Dick. And, uh, all right. <laughs> all right, stop. That's what Anthony and Anaheim sent most of those in. I think all those last ones. Uh, Big Man's lame jokes. So we got a few more. Anything else, Coop? Nope. All right, uh, here we go. Why is Tammy in Montana never late to a basketball game? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why is Tammy never late to a basketball she game? She does not want to miss the opening tip, Eddie. She does not want to. <laughs> That's from uh, Kurt from Earth sent that one in. Hey, where are the white women Here's at? one from Cowboy John Brad. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, who's Bill Cosby's favorite Uh-oh. NHL team? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Who, I, uh, who is Bill Cosby's favorite NHL team? The Nashville Predators. Yeah, yeah. Kind of obvious there. 
Uh, I got three more real quick. Here we go. Uh, a b- guy from Beaver Dam sent this one in. Apparently, Bartolo Colon and Andy Reid were spotted together the other day. Is that right? Yeah, they were having a heavy discussion. Hmm. No, you didn't like that yeah. one? I was, uh, Expected more. All right. Uh, here's one. I, I was going to make this to the closer. I flip-flopped on this. Uh, it's from Todd the Surfing Comedian. Did you hear the news that someone is stalking Lance Armstrong? I did not hear the news that someone is stalking Lance yeah. Armstrong. Well, that's the bad news. But but Lance actually has no intention of pressing charges because he needs another nut. You see that, Eddie? He needs another. Oh, wow. Oh, you guys are a bunch of – that's from a professional comedian. Surfer Todd, the yeah. comedian. Nut mm. jokes. All right. Yeah, last one. The ice house. Last one mm. from the close. Shut up. When, uh, you, you, you have ice in your drinks. All right. Here's the last one. <laughs> Tough All talk. Right. All right. Uh, what do Russell Westbrook and Stormy Daniels have in common? Russell Westbrook and Stormy Daniels. What do they have in common, Ben? Well, Eddie, <laughs> they're both ball hogs. There you oh, go. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a, uh, uh, thought it was gonna be a choking uh, joke. Uh, well, you could have done that all. I right, stop with the choking. Please turn the mic off. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.